We know that when you put on tefillin, you first put tefillin on your arm and then on your head. The question is, how do we know that? When the Torah does it say it? And why is it that way? We'll see three different perspectives. There's a Gemara, there's a Mechilta, and there's a Sifri. And each one seems to take a different perspective. Initially, we think that the Gemara is looking from the point of view of me as a person. What am I required to do when I put on tefillin? It's what we call Gavra. Whereas the Mechilta is looking from the tefillin's perspective, how does tefillin need to be treated the perspective of the Hefza. But effectively, we're going to look at, at three different angles, actually. The one angle will tell us that the head tefillin require the arm tefillin to precede them. The other angle will say there is an order in which you're supposed to put on tefillin, first the arm and then the evening. And the third perspective is that the mitzvah only works if you have the correct order. And we'll fit that into the Gemara, the Mechilta, and the Sifri. Each one will have practical applications, pra- practical differences. It will also help us understand which psukim each of those opinions chooses to focus on in order to teach us this halacha. And it will also then teach us something about how we as Jews should live generally because the entire Torah is compared to tefillin and something about how the Ebeshter looks at us. The Gemara Menachas tells us about the order in which you're supposed to tefillin as follows. It says as follows. When you put on tefillin, you have to listen very carefully to all the words over here because they're going to be significant, seeing as we're distinguishing between different perspectives. So when you put on tefillin, first you put tefillin on your arm and then on your head. Then the Gemara says, when you remove your tefillin, that you first remove the <coughs> head tefillin and then you remove the arm tefillin. So the Gemara there was quoting a Mishnah. It says, now let's analyze the logic of this Mishnah. We understand how it is that we conclude that you have to first put on the arm tefillin and then the head, head tefillin. Because there's a clear pasuk about them. It first tells us to tie them, the tefillin, onto your arm as a sign. Only after that it tells us that they should be as so-called frontlets, as they call it in the English, basically compartments, on your head. So that is clear from the Pasuk. Asks the Gemara, What is the basis to tell us that when we remove our tefillin, we first remove the head tefillin and then the arm tefillin? So Omer Rabbo, so Rabbo says, Rav Huna Azberoli, Rav Huna explained it to me logically. Omer, <coughs> Kra, because there's another Pasuk. What does the Pasuk say? Vahoyu, or another part of the Pasuk, let's put it that way. Vahoyu, letoitof is beinenecha. So the first part of the Pasuk says, Okshartom, first you tie it on your arm. The second part of the Pasuk says, Vahoyu in the plural, that they have to be plural tefillin when they're on your head. As long as the tefillin are, which is basically your head tefillin, at that point, there have to be two sets of tefillin. Vahoyu, as Rashi explains, is mashmashtayim. The word vahoyu is in plural, which implies that there's two parts of tefillin. As long as the tefillin is so-called between your eyes, which is basically on your forehead, there should be two. Which means that So that implies that as long as the head tefillin are on, so the hand tefillin have to be on as well. Therefore, you remove the shalroish first. That's the Gemara's perspective. So Ukshartam Loisadidecha teaches me first put it on your arm. Vehayu letaytof is in the plural, teaches me that as long as tefillin are on my head, there also has to be tefillin on my arm. That's the Gemara. Let's have a look at the Mechilta. The Michilta firstly comments on a different Pasuk. Not part of the Shema, right? This is from Pasha's boy. What does it say there? 
Tain shall rosh be rosh. As long as the tefillin is on your arm, then you should put the tefillin on your head. Mikan amru. From here they said, Kesh tefillin kishul noisen noisen shal yad v'chakim noisen shal rosh. From there we learn that when you put on tefillin, first you put the arm tefillin. Or kishul choyletz choyletz eshal rosh v'chakach shal yad. When you remove the tefillin, first you remove the head tefillin. Now they both seem to be saying the same thing, but from two different sources and in different ways. Therefore, we have to ask two questions. First question goes to the Gemara. Why did the Gemara wait to find a source for Tfilin and the order in which Tfilin is put all the way to our parasha? Why didn't the Gemara do the more logical thing, which is to use as proof of how you should put on Tfilin a much earlier pasuk about Tfilin from Pasha's boy, like the Mechilta did? Logically, usually you use the first uh, proof that you could that you could find. Why doesn't the Gemara do that? That's question one. Base. Second of all, if you read the Gemara, it sounds like there are two independent proofs that teach me how to put on and take off tefillin, as opposed to the Mechilta that learns it all from one proof. So, a superficial understanding of the Gemara sounds like there are two separate explanations. First, we learn from the words how to put on tefillin, arm first, then head. And then a separate additional explanation from the second part of the Pasuk. That teaches me that first you take off the head tefillin and then the arm tefillin. Whereas the Mechilte learns it straightforward from one Pasuk, that they shall be as a sign when there's tefillin on your arm. So when there's tefillin on your arm, there has to be tefillin on your head. And naturally from that I know how to put it on and how to take it off. Which, by the way, actually sounds a lot more logical. If I know how to put it on, naturally I can extrapolate how to take it off. So that's the question. Why is it that the Gemara waited for a later Pasuk, and why does it explain it with two apparently separate Limudim? The best way to answer a question is if you're going to give one answer that answers two questions. Perhaps we could use one answer that helps us to answer both of the questions. In order to answer the question, let's look at the Mechilta. How did the Mechilta learn from the same Pasuk, not only how to put on Tefillin, but also how to take off the Tefillin? At first you remove the Shalrosh and then the Shalyad. The explanation is this, at least the suggested explanation. Let's look at the difference between how the Torah and Pasha's boy speaks about it, where it says that you should place them as a sign on your hand, and our Pasuk that says you should tie them as a sign in your hand. Our Pasha is speaking to the person. That's what you should do. You should tie the Tefillin on your arm. Whereas in Pasha's Kadesh, it's speaking about how the Tefillin should be. That the Tefillin should be a sign on your arm and a reminder between your eyes. In other words, our Pasha is speaking to the person. Generally in Halacha, we make a distinction between the responsibilities of a Gavra, the individual, and the requirements of the Hefza, the item. 
Whereas Parshas Boy was speaking about the Chifza, the Tefillin, how Tefillin should be. So therefore, our Gemara is talking about what? Our Gemara is talking about my responsibility as a person who puts on Tefillin. That's how the Gemara said it, right? When you put on Tefillin, this is how you should do it. First you put on the arm Tefillin, then you put on the head Tefillin. So because our Gemara is talking about how we're supposed to put on Tefillin, therefore the logical Pasuk to quote is a Pasuk that speaks to the practitioner, to the person putting on Tefillin. You should tie them as a sign on your arm and then put them as these Tefillin on your head. Which would explain why the Gemara needs an independent source to tell me how to take off the Tefillin, because the source that it's quoting is how to tie the Tefillin. The how to remove the Tefillin is not part of the mitzvah of how to put on Tefillin, so I need to learn it from somewhere else. Whereas the Medrash, the Mechilta was not looking at what your personal responsibility is of how to put on Tefillin. The Mechilta was describing the role that Tefillin plays. Tefillin plays a role as a sign on your arm and a reminder between your eyes. So how does Tefillin operate? Well, if you have a look at the Pasuk that describes Tefillin, it indicates that as long as you have Tefillin on your arm, that's when you have to have the tefillin on your head. So you can naturally extrapolate from that how you could now not only put on tefillin, but how to remove tefillin as well. It's logical, because we're talking about how the tefillin should be. When you put them on, in order that when the tefillin shalosh is on, the arm tefillin is already on. So you put on the arm tefillin first. And logically, by the same logic, when you have to remove them, you first remove the tefillin shalosh, so it's still there with two pieces, and only then the tefillin shalyad. Because if I'm describing how tefillin should be, it's actually... It's irrelevant if I'm talking about how they should be when I put them on or when I take them off. The message is how the tefillin should be. So that's our suggested answer. The difference between the Gemara and the Mechilta is whether we're looking at the practitioner, the Gavra, or we're looking at the tefillin, the Chefza. But the Rebbe is dissatisfied with that answer. It's difficult to say that this is the explanation key for the following reasons. First of all, Hang on a second, you told me that the Mechilta is just describing the Chefza, the nature of how Tefillin should sit on the human being. Why then did you use the word Tain, which is an instruction to the Gavra, to the practitioner? The way he sh- that the Mechilta should have said it is, the Shalrosh Tefillin should be on your head, and that should have been the first thing said, and then, as long as the arm tefillin is or something like that. So that would have spoken to what the Mechilt is ostensibly saying, a description of how the tefillin should be, rather than an instruction of how you should place them. But besides that, that's not even the biggest issue. 
But besides that, we find Asher Aloshim Besifri Beparashoseinu. Now we're going to get a third perspective on this. There's a Sifri, which is also Midrashic, on our parasha. He Oisa Haloshin Shebimechilta. And it says what sounds like the same words as the Mechilta, but commenting on our Pasuk, which is speaking to the Gavra. So you wanted to distinguish between the Gemara and the Mechilta along the lines of Gemara talking to the Gavra and Mechilta describing the Hefza, but the Sifri, which says pretty much the identical words to the Mechilta, almost identical to the Mechilta, is talking about the Pasuk to the Gavra. So the Sifri says, as long as the Shalyad is on, that's when the Shalroy should be there, like the Mechilta said. Like the Mechilta said, from here we learn. When you put them on, you first put on the armed fin, and you remove them, you first remove the head fin, exactly like the Mechilta. Yet the Sifri learns it not from boy, but in our parasha, which is talking about the instruction to the person how they should put on tefillin. So sorry, it's not so simple just to say Gemara is talking to the to the Gavra and Mechilta is talking to the Chefza because then the Sifri makes no sense. The truth is, we also have to analyze something in the way the Gemara presents its case. If the Gemara uses the second part of the Pasuk, in the plural, to prove to me that when the Shalroish is on, the Shalyad had to have already been there, surely that's enough. If that's what the Gemara used to show me that when you remove your tefillin, first you remove the tefillin shoroish, why? Because it has to be vahoyu in the plural. So surely I didn't mean gam shekashu maniach shaliyad achak vachak maniach shoroish kedoshas amechilta. Surely he could have in the Gemara done what the mechilta did and say, and likewise I know that when you put them on, first you put on the the arm tefillin. Why did the Gemara need to first tell me the first part of the Pasuk? Look, you see the order? First it speaks about the armed villain and then the head villain. And then a separate explanation, Vahoyu in the plural, teaches me that as long as the head villain are on, the armed villain has to be on. That's how I know how to take them off. Just go straight to Vahoyu. Tell me that as long as the Shorosh is on, the armed villain has to be on. And I'll know logically from that that you also have to put on the hand filling first. So we're definitely not out of the woods and we don't really understand what the distinction is here between the approach of the Gemara and the approach of the Mechilta. But he has another suggestion. You're right. Okay, you know what? In conclusion, really, by the end of the Gemara, we know both the order of how you put on your tefillin and the order of how you remove your tefillin. From the second half of the Pasuk, that tells me, plural, as long as the Shalroish is on, the Shalyad had to be there too. In fact, many Poiskim actually do exactly that. Quote, they say that's the conclusion of the Gemara. That's how we know 
that as long as the Tfilin Shorosh is on, the Tfilin Shaliyat has to be there. And that would fit perfectly with a Sifri. And, and good. So there was a suggestion in the Gemara, perhaps, that first you have to learn it from Ukshartam, because that's what we encounter first in the Pasuk. And then there's a conclusion of the Gemara that actually, has been is good enough, really teaches me everything that I need to know. But if we go with that angle... Actually, it's only going to make the question bigger than it was. Well, if you know how this is going to end up, why do you take me on such a convoluted route? If, in fact, the Gemara eventually learns both processes, how to lay tefillin and how to remove tefillin, both from the words, like the Mechilta does, Back to square one. So why did you wait for this pasuk? If ultimately you're going to learn from the principle that they have to be plural, you could have seen that already in Parashas Boy, and you could have already quoted that pasuk to show me, put them on in the order that the armed fillin goes first, take them off in the order that the head fillin goes first. And then, of course, we have a very big question over here. So is the distinction between the Mechilta and the Gemara just which Pasuk sounds clearer? Or is there a practical halachic difference if I interpret the Pasuk of Boy versus the Pasuk of Vaishanan? Now, that's a really important conversation to have because it may have practical implications. And then just on the Mechilta itself, we said earlier that the Mechilta and the Sifri sounded nearly identical, but they're not identical. So let's just pick out the differences because it's relevant. When the Mechilta derived that, now we know it's a plural, so from here we learn that the mitzvah of Tfilin is that as long as the Shorosh is on, the Shalyad had to be on. Whereas the Sifri didn't say the mitzvah of tefillin is that it has to be this way. The Sifri just said, when you put on tefillin, you put it on this way. What's the difference? Now, it might sound like it's splitting hairs, but actually on analysis, as we'll see later in the Sicha, there's a big difference between saying the mitzvah of tefillin is X versus saying when you put on tefillin, this is how you do it. And secondly, the other distinction, which also seems very subtle, is that the Sifri Dafka says when you put on the Tfilin, you put the Shalyad Tchila, he adds that word Tchila first, and the same thing when you remove the Shorosh, he says Tchila first, and we have to understand why. So Vabir Bozed explanation is that there are three possible ways that we could look at this. First of all, we know that there are two distinct mitzvahs over here. There is a separate mitzvah shalyad and a separate mitzvah shalroish. So if a person for any reason is unable to put on both sets of tefillin, they should at least put on the one because it's an independent mitzvah. And nevertheless, in spite of the fact that they're independent mitzvahs, there is an emphasis on the order in which the mitzvahs have to be fulfilled. Why? There are many ways to explain it, or three ways we're going to look at. Aleph. One possibility is One possibility is that 
Yes, of course, the Tefillin Shoroish is an independent mitzvah from the Tefillin Shalyad, but in order for the Tefillin Shoroish to be done properly, it has to be done in this order. In other words, Shleimus have mitzvah the Tefillin Shoroish dafka, keshe al ayad monochos Tefillin Shalyad. One possibility is we're saying the most incredible, the, the best way, the most holistic way to wear Tefillin or to fulfill the mitzvah Tefillin Shoroish is by having Tefillin Shalyad on. And therefore, practically, if because the ideal way to do tefillin shoroish is with the tefillin shoroish already, so practically you've got to put the tefillin shoroish first. One possibility. Second possibility, base. Or we could say it's got nothing at all to do with the holistic experience of tefillin shoroish. It has everything to do with how you, the practitioner, should put on tefillin. That you, the practitioner, are responsible to first put tefillin on your arm and then put tefillin on your head. Which would imply which would imply that it has absolutely nothing to do with the mitzvah of the tefillin itself and everything to do with the mitzvah of your donning of the tefillin. So what would be the difference between the two? He has a very clear description of how these two would have different practical applications. Let's say that somehow a person was able to put his tefillin, shalyad and shoroish, both on at the same time. So now, if I go with the first Opinion. The first opinion is that Tefillin Shal Roish, in order to be an holistic mitzvah, requires Tefillin Shal Yad. Okay, good. Good, so you put them both on at the same time. Doesn't matter. The Tefillin Shal Roish is on. When the Tefillin Shal Yad is on, you're good. Whereas if you went with a second view, that actually the Torah is telling me how I'm supposed to put on Tefillin. First arm, then head. Then, if I put on both sets at the same time, maybe I've lost the opportunity of how I'm meant to put on tefillin. So those are two possibilities. The tefillin shalosh requires tefillin shalyad to make it whole, or the order is required for me to do. And then there's a third possibility. Maybe we could argue that this is not the shlemus of the tefillin shel roish, but rather the whole concept of mitzvah tefillin requires this order. The fact that you have to put on the tefillin shel yad first is relevant to both the yad and the roish. Not like the first opinion that said it's only relevant to the roish. The roish should have a shal yad preceded. No, it's a mitzvah, it's nagar the mitzvah sanochas tefillin. The whole way you put on tefillin requires this order. Now what's the practical difference there? What happens if a person reversed it for whatever reason and they accidentally put on the tefillin shal roish before the tefillin shal yad? Do you have to now remove the Tfilin Shalroish and put on the Tfilin Shalyad or not? So, if I go with the first opinion, well, we'll look, we'll, we'll look at all three opinions. This is something which is argued in Halacha. Do you now have to take it off and start again? 
So the oif in our rishon, shazertin b'shlemis b'shinshal roish bekach sheimenochas haroishoi. If I go with the first opinion, the first opinion says, what is the reason you put on tefillin shal yad first in order that the tefillin shal roish should be whole? How is tefillin shal roish whole when the tefillin shal roish happen once there's already tefillin shal yad? If that's the case, and it's our chlachloi tzashal rosh, you don't have to now remove the head tefillin. Just put on your arm tefillin very quick, quickly, because the minute you put on your arm tefillin, okay, now it's all settled, you're good from here. Going forward, it's okay, your head tefillin, now have the arm tefillin accompanying them. That would be if we went with the first opinion, whereas, but if we go with the third opinion, which says that it is integral to the mitzvah of tefillin, that they must be worn in the correct order, she says, din mitzvah tefillin, You've got to take it off and put it on again. Otherwise, the entire mitzvah was never done correctly in the first place. It's actually not a mitzvah to be wearing tefillin right now. Now we can start to see the distinction really between what the Gemara said. What did the Gemara say? As long as your tefillin shoroish is so-called between your eyes, there need to be two tefillin. In other words, the tefillin shaliyad has to be there. That's the Gemara's language. Compared to v'halimut shebimechilta, the way the Mechilta said it, which is Mikan Omru Mitzvah's Tfilin, Keshehu Noisein, Noisein Shaliyad, Vachar Kach Noisein Shoroish, Uchshechoy Letzcholein. Whereas the Mechilta said, it's a mitzvah of how you put on Tfilin. The way to put on Tfilin is Shaliyad first and then Shoroish. The Gemara is telling us like the first approach. That it's part of how the Tfilin Shoroish works, as long as Tfilin Shoroish is there, it has to be preceded by or accompanied by Tfilin Shoroish. The reason you put on the Shoroish first is so that your Shoroish could, could be as it should be. So if you make a mistake and you accidentally put on the Shoroish first, don't panic, put on the Shoroish and from that moment going forward, you will have the whole full mitzvah of Tvin and Shoroish exactly as it should be. Whereas if you go from the perspective of Mechilta, the Mechilta says this is not just satisfying the need of the Shoroish, this is the mitzvah of how Tfilin should work. The way the mitzvah works is you first have to put on the Tfilin Shalyad and then you can put on the Tfilin Shoroish. The Mechilta is telling you the fact that the Shalyad goes first is an integral part of the Mitzvah Tfilin. So if you put your Tfilin on in the wrong order, the Mitzvah of Tfilin hasn't happened. Go back, start again. So the Gemara aligns with the first version, the Mechilta with the third version, who goes with the second version that is just a Chiyuv Gavra. So now when we look at the second possibility, which is when the Torah tells me Shal Yad first and then Shal Rosh, that's just advice to me, the practitioner, how I should put on Tefillin, that we can explore and that we can debate. 
אם זהו רק תנאי או פרט בסדר הנוח של אדם בלי כל שייכס למצוות פילין, Is this purely just an instructional detail to me? I need to know how to do it. And not integral to the mitzvah of Which means that it is a detail that may not be uh, in, in, absolutely necessary. In other words, if I take the view that this is instruction, Mr. So-and-so, you're about to put on tefillin, this is how you should do it, Shalyad first and then Shalosh, and if you don't, okay, Nishke Freilich, carry on, it's okay. Or you could say, Or you could say, no, 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 when we give you an instruction, if you follow the instruction correctly, it impacts the rest of the time you have the tefillin on. And if you don't, it, it derails the rest of the time that tefillin on. So maybe what we're saying is, Mr. So-and-so, you're putting on your tefillin. If you didn't put them on in the correct order, the entire process of wearing tefillin has now been derailed. You've got to go back, you've got to do it again. So, yes, it's a chiyuv gavra that we're analyzing. It's how you're supposed to put on tefillin. The question is, the tnai, the condition of the shalyad going first, there's a debate, is it likuva or not? When the Gemara tells us that Rabbo said, Rav Huna explained the logical reason for it. Rav Huna's logical approach was, well, look, the Torah says that it's in the plural, as long as the Shorosh is on, it has to be two tefillin. Therefore, I know that when it's time to take it off, I first take off the Shorosh. Why does it say it in this way? Why does the Gemara present it as Azbaroli? He gave me the logical explanation. What the Gemara is telling us is the first thing we learned, which is we learned how to put on tefillin. That I learned you first put on the tefillin shalyad, because that's the order in which the Pasuk says it. At that point, the Gemara was only analyzing my responsibility as the person putting on tefillin, that I am responsible to put on the shulyad first. But at that point, the Gemara was not defining what makes or breaks the mitzvah of tefillin. It was just telling me how to do it. Because as far as the mitzvah is concerned, the Gemara follows, as we said, the first opinion. That it's a detail of how the Shalroish should operate. In order for the Shalroish to do its job, there had to have been a Shalyad first. That's where the Sifri differs. The Sifri says we learn the entire story, both of how to put it on and how to take it off from Uksharitam, not like the Mechilta that learns both Limudim from one Pasuk, but it's the Pasuk in Boy. The Sifri learns both Limudim from one Pasuk, but it's the Pasuk in Boy Shanon. Calls man shall yad. Uh, as long as the tefillin shalyad is on your arm, the tefillin shalroish should be there. From which we learn, that when you put on tefillin, first you put on the tefillin shalyad and then the tefillin shalroish. What's the distinction? 
Listen to the language of the Gemara and you see very clearly that as far as the Gemara is concerned, there's only one thing to consider over here. While the Tefillin is on your head, there should at that point be two Tefillin on your body. The Shorosh and the Shalyat. Meaning the Gemara is clear that the only reason you first put on the Tefillin Shalyad is to facilitate the Shlemus of the Mitzvah of the Shalroish that as long as the Shalroish is on your head you should have both. The Sifri has a different perspective. The Sifri says I don't agree. It's not just that the Torah is telling me as long as the Tefillin Shalrosh is on, the Tefillin Shalyad should already be there. Elegam, the Sifri says, the Torah is telling me the order, how Tefillin is intended to be put on. Ten Shalrosh Berosh. First put uh, the, the, the tfilin, well, ten shalosh brosh. Put the tefillin on your head. In order to do that, first put the tefillin on your arm. Because that's the only way to properly put the tefillin on your head. So we've got three opinions now, right? The Gemara goes with the, with the view that the reason you have to put on tefillin shalyad first is so that your tefillin shalosh should be done in the best way possible. Then we have the Mechilta, which is on the opposite extreme. The Mechilta says, no, 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 no. The way the mitzvah has to operate is first tefillin shalyad and then tefillin shalosh. If you put it in the wrong order, you've got to start again. The Sifri comes along to say... Look, it's a chiyuv on how you should put on tefillin. It's not that the mitzvah's tefillin requires the shalyad first. The way you've got to put on tefillin, but it has to be that way. In other words, Now we understand why the mechilta is different to both the sifri and the gemara in terms of which pasuk it bases its opinion on. The pasuk in boy. It's actually interesting that in Pasha's boy there are two psukim that you could have chosen and the Mechilta Dafka chooses the first of the two psukim. Why? The Shittas and Mechilta. The attitude and perspective of the Mechilta is Because the order of how to put on Tefillin first Shalyad, then Shalroish is fundamental to the mitzvah of tefillin. Not fundamental to your process of putting on tefillin. It's fundamental to the mitzvah of tefillin. It is not the mitzvah of tefillin if it's in the wrong order. It's not like the Sifri says that it's just me when I put on tefillin. The correct way for me to do it is yad first. Nor is it like the Gemara just because in order to facilitate that Shalroi should be the way that it should, I have to have Shalyad first. No. The Mechilta says this is critical to the mitzvah of Tvilin. The mitzvah of Tvilin requires Shalyad first. That's why the Mechilta specifically says. It's mitzvah tefillin. Not, this is how you do it, like the Sifri said. It's mitzvah tefillin. This is integral to the mitzvah. The mitzvah is no mitzvah if the order is wrong. So the Mechilta disagrees with the Gemara that says, 
it's required for the Sharosh to be a full mitzvah that the Shalyad is there, and disagrees with the Sifri that says it's required for you to make sure you put on the Tefillin Shalyad first. No, the Mechilta says it's not just a Tnai for you, the mitzvah depends on it. Which is why the Mechilta, as its proof, quotes the Pasuk the very first time we're told about Tefillin, Din be mitzvah gufach. The first time you're told about a mitzvah is obviously when you're talking about the essence of the mitzvah. And that is alluded to not only in the fact that it's the first pasuk talking about tefillin, but the words that that pasuk uses. The fact that the pasuk says, what does it say? And it shall be a sign on your arm and, and a remembrance between your eyes. The Pasuk did not insert another word, and they, the Tefillin Shorosh, which are compartments and could be plural, should be before your eyes, between your eyes. That language of the Pasuk, as is explained by, by, by Rishonim, and clearly is what the Mechilte is saying, tells me it's one continuum. It is one action on your arm and on your head. Practically, we don't paskin like the mechilta. So practically, what it means for us today is that you don't pause between putting on tefillin shaliyad and putting on tefillin shorosh. So it should actually be one continuum. Whereas whereas the mechilta actually believes it's one one in the same action. It's one continuum. And therefore, if it's done in the wrong order, it's like any other mitzvah. If a person did a mitzvah back to front, it wouldn't be a mitzvah. If you put on the Shorosh first, you have not done the Havoy of Asiya Achas. And therefore, it's pretty clear, according to the Mechilta, that if you don't do it in the correct order, it's as if you hadn't done it at all, because the Mechilta believes, means it's one Process and this is how the process has to be. It's got to go shalyad and then to shalrosh. If not, the mitzvah is not a mitzvah. So let's summarize. According to the Gemara, what the Torah wants me to know is that the best way to wear tefillin shalrosh is as long as there's tefillin on your arm. If you mess up the order, as long as you can correct it by now putting your tefillin shalrosh on, you're good to go. According to the Sifri, we tell you the Gavra. That for you, the most appropriate way to do a mitzvah is shalyad first and then shorosh. And so ideally, that's got to be the order. And then we can debate if it's t'nai kuva, and the sifri would probably say t'nai kuva. So fix it up if you do it the wrong way. According to the mechilta, the mitzvah's tzvillin is shalyad and shorosh. And in that order, if that order is not respected, there is no mitzvah. We don't pass like the mechilta, but that's its opinion. Now, whatever the Torah speaks about in Nigla is only that way because it's a reflection of how things are whatever applies in Halacha, for example, is just the outer skin of what's happening spiritually behind the mitzvah. Let's understand the whole concept of Tfil and Shalyad and Tfil and Shoroish in terms of what it teaches us about how to be Yidin, especially because Tfilin represents the whole of Yiddishkeit, and specifically this notion of the Shalyad first. 
כל העניין של ניגלה תתרה, יש לנו גם כפי שהם באים לידי ביטוי בפנימיוס התרה, everything in ניגלה is also expressed in פנימיוס התרה, and in fact ואדרבה. העניינים בניגלה נמשטר של מיליונים אלו כפי שהם בפנימיוס. The fact that the halacha is X, or that the pasuk is X, or the gemara is X, is just a reflection of how things are on a deeper spiritual level. ואדרך זה בניוננו, the same applies here. הוקשה כל התרה כולו לתפילין, as we know very well, the entire תרה is in a sense compared to תפילין. Therefore, if tefillin has two components, the arm and head tefillin, <coughs> so they have to be two major components to the entire experience of serving Hashem through Torah mitzvahs. So let's have a look. What does each represent? You put on your arm, which is supposed to put you on your biceps so that it sits against you and touches your chest and is close to your heart. represents the avoid that we do with the heart, which is to stand in awe of Hashem and to stand with absolute commitment. And the tefillin you put on your head, where the tefillin is supposed to be right by your brain, that represents the avoid that we do to serve Hashem with the rational mind. Understanding things to the best of our, our, our abilities. In fact, you actually see these words pretty much expressed in, in, in the halacha, in Shulchan Aruch. What is the fulfillment of the mitzvah of To put them on your arm, by your heart, on your head, by your brain. Why? This halacha now. That this should remind us of the great miracles Hashem did for us. Which are evidence to the fact that Debeshter is the only entity. And that Debeshter has absolute control of everything. Therefore, a person will subjugate the Neshama which resides primarily in the brain. And all the desires and thoughts that a person has in their heart should be redirected to Hashem. And by putting on tefillin, you remember Hashem and you diminish your investment in personal pleasures. So, what are we saying? Generally speaking, tefillin represents two things. Hergesh. Midas Shebelev Mitzvah's Tefillin Shal Yad. So you have the feelings we have towards the Ebeshter, the character that we developed, and the actual doing of Mitzvah's are all represented by Tefillin Shal Yad, the heart and the arm. Well, Torah is Tefillin Shal Rosh. And the Torah is represented by Tefillin Shal Rosh because that's obviously associated with the brain. So you can divide the whole of Jewish experience into those two. Learning and understanding, and applying and directing our, our feelings and character traits. We're now going to learn two profound lessons about this. Number one, The way to put on tefillin, first your arm, then your head, meaning, like the Mishnah says, first you have to work on your arm tefillin, which represents kabolas oil yiras chet, And that has to be the introduction before your Rosh, before you start trying to understand and learn Torah. As the expression goes, Yira is the doorway to Chochmah. 
that what is the beginning, the root, and the source of all Avoida? To arouse the natural awe of God that every one of us has in our hearts by virtue of our neshamas, therefore we won't ever consider rebelling against Hashem. So that's lesson number one. What comes first? Yiras Shamaim, and then you have the luxury of Seichel. And then there's a higher, deeper lesson. As long as the Tefillin Shalroish is on, you have to still have the Tefillin Shalyad. Meaning, Not only do I have to have Yerushalayim as the introduction to Limerat Torah, but it's got to be live while I'm learning Torah, as we saw in the previous Sikha. I have to, at the time that I'm learning, still be acutely conscious of my Yerah Hashem and Kabbalah soul, and that will keep the learning alive. So there are two lessons here. First, the Shalyad. First, the Hakdom of Yerah and Kabbalah soul. Second lesson, as long as the Shalroish is on, the Shalyad has to be there. Without that Shalyad, the Shalroish is going to go off Chas Shalom into the wrong places. If you approach things this way, first Yira, then Chochma, then that Chochma brings you to deeper Yira. Then you get to a deeper level of Yira Sashem, which you learn through Limit Hatayra, about which it says, Without Chochma, you cannot reach that Yira Yira, Like the Pasuk says, the Ebeshe instructed us to learn and do all of these mitzvahs in order that we should get to a level of Yira. This is the higher dimension of awe of God. An overwhelming sense of Yira Ilaa, which can only be achieved through learning Torah, as Chassidus explains. So now we're going to see something very important. This idea that first you have to have Yira, first you have to have Kabbalah Sol, and then you are entitled to sit and learn. It's not just because that's what humans need. Human need. Humans need this approach. Otherwise, they're going to go off on the deep end. That a human requires the introduction of Kabbalah soul accepting Hashem's authority. Without that, the Chochmah would be um, in danger. The principle that as long as the Shalroish, the activation of the intellect is working, the Shalyad has to be there to keep it focused and appropriate. And then, as we said, that will bring you to an even higher level. It's not just that. It's not just that this is a requirement of a human being. The Chiyuv HaGavra, this is part of the Chetzer, this is part of what Tefillin is. 
מינינג, הווי אומר, הקדומס הנוכס תפילין של יד מפני שגם מאיקה ויש בו מיילה. It's not just that human beings are facile, human beings are weak, human beings are vulnerable, so they need to put on a תפילין של יד first to safeguard their תפילין של רוי, so that they don't get caught up in their own ideas and misinterpretation. No, it's more than that. Tfilin Shalyad has an inherent value. Yiras Hashem Kabbalah has an inherent value. Me'achash Kabbalah Sol Yira, Vafili Yira Tato, in Yonahu Bittel Hefecha Yeshus, because the entire concept of Kabbalah Sol and Yira requires Bittel, complete suspension of self. That bitle links me to the essence of my own neshama, which is completely subservient to Hashem, submissive to Hashem, transparent for godliness. And that's a much higher level than I'll ever get to through Tfil and Shalroish, through understanding. Like the Baal Shem Tov says, we know that whatever the Ebesha tells us to do, he does too. And so therefore there is the conceptual Hanochas Tfilin of Hashem, first shall Yad, then shall Rosh. What does the Baal Shem Tov tell us? That in the Abish's Tfilin, the Tfilin Shal Roish represents simple Jews. Uh, the Tfilin Shal Yad represents simple Jews. And the Tfilin Shal Roish represents the great intellectual Jews. What does the Abish to put on first? Which takes priority? Tfilin Shalyad telling you that the Pshittas, the simplicity, the Bittal of those Jews who perhaps are not so sophisticated takes priority and precedence over those Jews who are so, um, so amazing, so intellectual, so developed. When we have the correct order of tefillin, the correct priorities of bittel first before limerat before using seichel, then you have one holistic activity. Which really means that Achas, which is a name that represents Echida, our dimension of soul that is completely one with Hashem, should be felt in the Tfilin Shalyad, in the action, in the simplicity, in, in me as, as a person. If the one who has bittel could feel the achas of the Yechidosh HaMenefesh, eventually that rubs off even on the person in their state of Baal Moyach. Oh, now I'm understanding, now I'm a great intellectual. Now I'm learning Torah to feel the sense of bittel. Through our achas, the feminine unity, which represents the neshama's connection to Hashem, that stimulates and reveals the echad, the masculine, the divine echad oneness in the world. Like it says that the Ebeshus Tfilin has the pasuk that says, "We as the Jewish people are goy echad ba'aretz who bring echad down into this world." She saw echad ba'aretz that we, the Jewish people, draw down the oneness of Hashem into the world, and so we should emit, uh, through that see. Take hef umiyad mamash.